So we'd have to kind of set the scene here. This is what we call in the business ambient video. It's a pride parade. Uh, I think it's in California. And there's a little boy who doesn't want to watch. Uh, he is, looks extremely uncomfortable. He does not want to watch. And this is one of the parades where men go by whipping men, leather men, um, people being pulled around like they're animals. And at this point, there's just people just twerking and stuff. The mother is forcing him to look, forcing him to look. How did we get here with such rock solid, standing tall as an oak, Christian conservatives leading the conservative movement? We got here because fiscal conservatism is a myth. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. It's been a huge start to our relationship and partnership with American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. <clears throat> Thank you for taking seriously the partnerships at the podcast. Those guys are saving people up to a thousand bucks a month on refinances. American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net. I had a lunch. Um, was it lunch? No, it was breakfast uh, with a gentleman far younger than me. A super kind man. Uh, very smart. I, I judge him as a brother in Christ. And he's starting a think tank. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to help the think tank. It's going to take on economic issues um, for our region, the, the region in which I live. And the High Mountains of Free America is located in uh, Idaho. And we have a place in Southern Idaho. We have a place in Northern Idaho, North Idaho, not, not to say Northern. And so we had this, this breakfast. And I'm interested in the work they're doing, studying the economy and, and the income tax in Idaho. And if that's helpful, and I don't think it is, if you want less of something, tax it. And we got on the topic of, of he asking my opinion. And I had to tell him flat out, um, number one, I trust that you can do this as this think tank. I trust that you can do a good job. Obviously, you've got a great pedigree and, and you're you know very good at what you do. And I said, how do people separate? Um, how do they continue to believe that you can be a fiscal conservative? How do they separate what they decide our social issues from economic issues. How is there a separation? And I mean, he's an honor stuff guy. I say, look, I, I'm, I'm with you on the, on the fiscal stuff and the social stuff being connected. Um, it makes donors nervous. This is true. He's telling the truth. And I'm sure he'd say the same thing in public. Or I wouldn't have said it on the podcast. It does make donors nervous. Social issues are designed to make us nervous because they're touchy subjects. You're talking about issues of who people um, have sex with, or some people would say who they love. And we'll talk about that, that, that great myth that there's one love, all love is the same. It's simply not true. There's all sorts of different kinds of love. 
So they're touchy subjects because they're touchy subjects and because it relates to people in our lives. And, and, you know, we're taught, you don't criticize another man's wife. You, you don't talk politics and religion at the dinner table. You know, you don't talk abortion at Thanksgiving dinner. That's the things we're taught. Because in a world of decency, there's things you don't discuss in a world of decency. We are not living in a world of decency. We live in a fallen world. But there is no such thing as being an economic conservative. Or, or they used to say fiscal conservative. If you think you're that, I love you. And I'm telling you, you're not. It, it can't be done. And this is best illustrated in my mind by, by comparing two things. One is part of a Fox News story. That, that Fox News is in the process of selling out to the sexual left. They are. They're using the word transgender, which is a made-up word. It means nothing. It's, it's the most meaningless word that's ever been foisted about. Their news department ran a ridiculous piece uh, about a girl who has been chemically and surgically altered to appear to be a boy. Her parents began working on her when she was an infant. Begins, her mom demands you to believe that as an infant, she announced that she's a boy, an, an, a nonverbal infant. But Fox News still runs pieces about school boards that are based in reality. And this is Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. And in Fairfax, Virginia, people, parents began to see what fiscal conservatism allows. There's no such thing as fiscal conservatism. You cannot have conservative economic policy succeed when things like this have come about in what used to be an American culture. The Fairfax County School Board voted Thursday night and made it possible for students as young as fourth graders to be suspended for, quote, malicious misgendering. Now, the terminology here can be confusing and simply not having a good filter as a kid could get you in trouble in Fairfax Public Schools. Take a look at what some of the parents are saying. And things that, frankly, even adults struggle with, as we know. At that age, it's really important to just kind of major on the majors, you know, the reading and the writing and the arithmetic. Too far, too much, too young. That, that's the easiest way to see it, say it. Some of the things that kids are being um, told in school or even literature that they're receiving in school, is if you sold it on the street or if you had it on the street, you'd be criminalized for it. Decent points, but how about if we just say this? Um, they're being punished if they don't lie. It's, it's, it's not? No, no. With all due respect to that father, the kids have a perfect filter. They know that's a boy. That's a girl. Kids know that. What they're being forced to do is to install a filter to deny the truth. Now, that's old school on this show. We've talked about that. I've been talking about the assault on truth using the, the lie of transgenderism. I've been talking about that for almost a decade because it was so evident to me. So how does this relate to the myth of fiscal conservatism? Well, we'll dig into that, but I want to provide the comparison piece. It's a short bit of audio featuring a gentleman who decided to run for president a few years ago, David French. So he is a full-on, has never stopped being a, 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 a never-Trumper, despite how President Trump performed in office, or maybe because of it in his case. 
So he's never stopped with that stance. He is, and, and it's that respect for the guy. He's, he's a veteran of our armed forces. Let's have that respect. So are a lot of people who are wrongheaded. He worked at the National Review. And this isn't the bag on David French show. David French is, to me, he's a logo of fiscal conservatism, of shiny shoeism, professional republicanism. He, for some reason, people identify him as an intellectual. And he wrote at the National Review, has since moved on. And he's had a successful career in his defense. He's made a lot of money being a Republican, a professional Republican. Or at least done well, I should say. I don't know. In September, on the 5th of September, 2019, there were some essays that they discussed. Uh, David French and a gentleman named Sorab Amari of the New York Post. And they were discussing a piece where Sorab Amari uh, apparently took David French to task for, for French's lackadaisical attitude about things coming from the sexual left. Now, Sarab Amari makes clear, he's, you know, I live in New York City. There is a drag bar literally next door to my apartment. I hear it all night. I see it every day of my life. It never occurred to me to be bothered about what men do in a bar at night with other men. Now, they're both Catholic. Or I guess in the case of David French, I would say I, they both identify as Catholic. And this is a very brief piece of their conversation. Now, mind you, again, this is in September. This is September 5th of 2019. These essays and this discussion, very brief piece as you'll hear Sarab Amari doing most of the speaking, but you heard David French's voice pop into this. <laughs> you'll remember, I noted in the piece just in a sort of elusive paragraph that all this was sparked by, uh, I saw an ad for Drag Queen Story Hour in uh, a library in San Francisco. I saw the ad on Facebook and it just set me off. Now, whether or not, uh, I, I think I have painted actually a fair description of you, but certainly in the response, you lived up to the description that I had painted because you kind of poo-pooed, you remember David, on a, on, a, on a podcast, what Drag Queen Story Hour is. You said, quote, that's the threat, threat right there. I just don't get it. Now, that made it sound like Drag Queen Story Hour is a small phenomenon and a not, not very big of a threat. In fact, it's a global movement. It has 35 chapters in the U.S. Uh, 35 whole chapters? Well, 30, hold on. 35 chapters in the U.S. operating in uh, uh, 13 states and the District of Columbia. These events aren't small events like 20 parents. They often draw hundreds of parents and children. So, 35 whole chapters, says David French, the shiny-shoed professional Republican, who doesn't see the threat. Two years ago, three years ago, September 5, 2019, couldn't see what was coming. Couldn't identify a top-down global movement to pervert kids' minds that will end up destroying kids' grip on fundamentals of human relationships. That there is a mother and there is a father. And that when they love each other very much, they come together in a marital union in which they become one flesh. And the Lord grants them the, uh, the, the, the privilege of participating in the creation of life.
life which they are then uh, given the uh, opportunity to steward and to disciple. And David French, the Catholic, the, the towering intellect that is David French, couldn't see that as a threat, that this was being organized and aimed at children. But David French, I'm sure, is a rock-solid fiscal conservative. Maybe even more fiscally conservative than Kevin McCarthy, who's a huge fan of, of somewhat moderate, from time to time, tax cuts and some lessening of regulations. And, and there are true spending hawks who want to describe themselves as fiscal conservatives. It doesn't exist. You cannot be a fiscal conservative and a social liberal. The two things eat each other, and we'll get into why. But here's an example of why. This is um, a young woman, and I played this once before, but if you've not heard it, this is so harrowing, and it requires me to provide some explanation. This young woman is doing a video on her own. She describes herself as part of a DID unit or a DID community. This means um, disassociative identity disorder. That's what that means. When she says she's a community, she believes there are multi-spirits living in her. She's, she's many-spirited. Okay, She has a bunch of human beings living inside her. A legion, you might say. They are legion. The male members of this community that live inside the body of this young woman have decided to get on hormones, uh, wrong sex hormones, and they've decided to have surgery, and apparently they held a vote. So the young woman speaking at this time, she lost the vote. So she let her describe this, and as you hear this, remember David French and every other professional Republican, shiny-shoed professional Republican, couldn't see September 2019 couldn't see the organized effort to pervert kids, to destroy their minds, to damage their mental health. Couldn't see outcomes like this with this very, very tragic young woman. So I'm a member of a DID system. And for me right now, that means that in the coming months, I am going to be able to watch some of my best friends and some of my closest companions get the body of their dreams that matches their gender, that makes them feel happy. And in exchange, I'm going to have to give up my own. I'm cisgender, the majority of my headmates aren't, and we've decided to transition. Which means that as happy as I am for the men in my system, I am about to have to watch myself go through the wrong puberty. Uh, <laughs> and it's gonna be permanent. I don't think we talk enough about how DID gets rid of a person's bodily autonomy. You know, I hear people say all the time, the one thing you have control over is your own body and your own reactions, and I don't have that. This isn't my body, these aren't my reactions or my memories. I have like 30 people living in my brain and everything I do belongs to us as a group. That's what's so hellish about this disorder. My parents me up and now I will never have full bodily autonomy. Anyways, um, everybody say congratulations to the men in my system because they get to transition and we're happy for that. Okay, so she's certainly an extreme case, but she's not uncommon. I hate to tell you this, she's not uncommon. That's not as rare as you would think. And it's being pushed and prodded and promoted. Oh, the DID stuff is. Yeah, no, no, that's sexy. Kids are being taught on the internet that if you have a condition like that, well, then you're not white. 
You're not part of the power structure. That young woman is going to have to vote one day. That young woman is going to have to earn a living one day. Or not. It might be that this society so damages her that she will have to live on government money, on your money, for the rest of her life. How will she make fiscal decisions with her DID system? How will she sustain a marriage? How will she sustain a family? David French and the professional Republicans like him are incapable of seeing psyops when they're happening right in front of their shiny shoes. They're incapable of seeing a global movement that seeks to destroy the family. Catholics. Catholics have promoted big families. Because it's Catholic doctrine that is not yours to interrupt the process of the Lord deciding to gift you with children, certainly not through contraceptives and not through abortion. And even for some Catholics, the rhythm method, as I understand it, is even controversial because you're interrupting the Lord's choice. So a man from a church that values large families cannot see the attack on the family. And we're not even to the hard case yet on how there is no such thing as fiscal conservatism, but we're starting to build it. How do you have a society with any care for fiscal restraint when they don't know what a man or a woman is? When they think 30 people live in their head and they think they held a vote. And they think the vote results in them getting chopped up and made into a fake man who will never have sexual satisfaction and never reproduce. Who will end up having problems ever being a productive person. How is it that you build fiscal conservatism on that? How does it survive? Our, our professional Republicans so, so willfully blind that they don't understand that, that propagating perversion like this has been a plan and a tactic of cultural revolutionaries forever? Do they not understand that this was one of the things that Marx promoted? This, not this specific approach, but fostering and growing mental health and mental, mental illness and teaching critical theory, there's your critical theory. She doesn't have to be one person. She can be many. She can be, as I said, legion. And some people who read the Bible understand what I mean by that. We are legion. But French and his compatriots, the shiny shoes, the fiscal conservatives, they're creatures of Washington, D.C. I mean, he writes of policy. He writes of the economic um, policies. He writes of, of foreign policy. He was deeply concerned, he and other shiny shoes, deeply concerned that Donald John Trump would get us into a, a, a nuclear war with North Korea, which incidentally, I checked, I went red, did some show research. That didn't happen. So David French and people like him are all equally unable to see the threat in this. 
when it's becoming official government policy to promote disorder, because this is what it is. The drag queen story time phenomena is one part of an attempt to install disorder. What's a synonym for disorder in a biological entity? What's a synonym for disorder in a biological entity? Disease. Disease. Hey, you know, uh, it would be a terrible transition to say, avoid disease, clean your body with Alan soaps. But come on, it was so bad I had to do it. Have you tried them yet? Let me ask you a question. What will hold you back or what is holding you back from trying a new soap? Now think about this. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about giving soap as a gift to people. Uh, Alan Soaps from Alan's Artisan Soaps, alanssoaps.com slash Todd. And people said to me, soap is very intimate. Like, what? Soap is intimate. Like if you give someone a liquid soap, okay, hand soap, if it's a nice soap in a nice container and a, a unique scent, okay. But you can't give people bar soap. That's a very intimate thing. I, okay, this no, honestly didn't occur to me. But I guess it is. I mean, you clean your body with it. So let me ask you this question. We are a group of people that predominantly um, value life. Young Alan's life is worth just as much as ours. The Lord loves him just as much as he loves us. The Lord loves us equally. Alan's the chief soap officer. I've told you about the unique sense. Have you actually smelled the cedarwood jasmine or the water, watermelon basil, the vanilla, vanilla lime, or the lavender rosemary? Have any of you used this? I mean, I know a lot of you have. But if you've not, why? Is it because you're just in this habit of soap? See, this soap would come delivered to you. You'll get a 10% discount on this, sh- this soap forever. And you're betting on, on life. You're betting on not automating. You're betting on people doing the packaging. You're betting on young Alan so impacted by autism that he's nonverbal, but he works joyfully. He helps invent these scents. You're betting on made in America. You're betting on small batch soaps. You're trying something for the first time. Here's what you're asking you to do. Try it for the first time. Base your decision on the quality of the product. If it's not the great soap that you don't want, don't buy it anymore. But if it's fantastic soap and you feel good, knowing that you're showing other companies that you don't have to automate everything, that no, it would not be better for the world if young Alan, God forbid, had been aborted, which is what the party would do. No, it's better in the world that he's here. And other companies, you can follow suit. You can do the same thing. Get 10% off the Herminator subscription. Six bars of soap, a soap rack, a soap pouch, and a fluff, all at the 10% savings. It's A-L-A-N-S, allenssoaps.com slash Todd. That's allenssoaps.com slash Todd. Creating disorder in the body politic, or we say it in our way, attempting to create disorder in the body of Christ is official government policy. And David French and the professional Republicans think that the drag queen story hour was just one big joke. Oh, that's the threat? No, drag queen story hour itself is not the threat. The threat is that that's one of many things that's being done to install disorder in this society. Now, I don't blame David French and professional Republicans for not being able to see this. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. We're not at war with flesh and blood. We're at war with spirits and principalities. And David French's life is very ordered. He lives in a town that if they want more money, they take more money. They don't have to produce anything. They just take it. 
He's in a town that will never have a recession or a depression. He's in the business of writing things for money. He's in the thinking economy. And in my way of thought, that isolates one from the reality of what we're seeing at the street level. But it is official government policy. Do you remember the czar, the truth czar, the truth minister, Nina Jankowitz? We know that they were working with Twitter and they intended to work with Twitter more. Listen to this. That's false or misleading information um, that uses gendered tropes. So it might be, for instance, this is a big one that we tracked in the report. Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. Or it might be uh, that uh, Jacinda Ardern, another one that we found, is actually a man. So we Uh, might see um, racist tropes about uh, name it. I mean, Ilhan Omar is a is a favorite for this sort of racist sexual rhetoric that's compounded. The idea that she married her brother to immigrate to the United States. But then we see racialized narratives, things like. Kamala ain't black. Hashtag Kamala well, she ain't used black to say is, she was is one that Indian. we tracked. Um, so things that are saying true. that she's not black enough. She's not South Asian enough to claim that heritage. Same thing goes against AOC. Thanks. So it's so rather than write the word bitch, they will use an exclamation point instead of an I. Or they will use visual memes to avoid textual detection. So one of the things that I get. So she goes on to complain that people send her empty egg cartons because that's disinformation saying that you haven't had kids. I don't know that people have done that. If they've done it, it's rude. But she mentions the idea that saying a man is a man and a woman is a woman is now official government disinformation. And David French can't see this as a threat. And I don't mean to pick on French. He's simply the best example of the shiny-shoed professional Republican who believes fiscal conservatism is a thing. So how is it not a thing? Well, in order to maintain fiscal conservatism, you have to be able to sell it to others. In order to have a fiscally conservative country, you have to have 51% of the people back you in fiscal conservatism. Did the young woman who believes 30 people live in her head strike you as someone who can understand and back fiscal conservatism? Does she strike you as easily swayed? Well, what do we see with these young people who are being told you don't know what a man or a woman is? They're not just easily swayed, they're controlled. Does that mean they can't be fiscally conservative? It means that the same party who caused the treasury to conjure $360 billion is selling them things like, oh, that's not real money. Oh, you know what? The debt's not too high. We'll just cancel it. Oh, we're just canceling student debt. Yeah, the president pressed a button and now the debt is gone. It disappeared. No one ever has to pay it. You get free health care. You get free college. Look. And the entire design of the sexual left is to create more people in the intersectional ally group. It's harder to identify as black than to pretend you're a separate gender. So they set that up. And once you join that intersectional ally group, now you have to vote for all these things. So... French said, when exactly did this become a thing? Well, here we are now, June 15, 2022, and the National Review just wrote this piece. I am not kidding. This is real. When exactly did drag queens in school become a thing? They just wrote that in the National Review. 
I can go show you radio show archives from four years ago where I said, this is a thing. They're installing this. So how does it affect fiscal conservatism? Well, this way. When there are no men and there are no women, when heteronormative marriage is no different from people deciding to have, uh, what do they call these? Um, Marriages where there's like five people. I forget what that's called. Oh, thruppling. When thruppling is the same thing as a man and a woman is designed by God, a father and a mother, when thruppling is the same thing, what will that do to the economy exactly? What gives the economy a base, a solid base, family. Why? Because in the days of single jobs, the fathers would leave the household, earn a living, come back and hopefully be an engaged and and present parent and a partner with their wife in that and help lead the household. And the mother would care for, nourish, teach the children. What does that bring? It brings solidity. What else does it bring? Predictability. What else does it bring? A transfer of skills. Well, funny thing about the economy in divorce, and you can go way back when news like this used to be able to be printed on Yahoo News, way back to 2012, how divorce can adversely affect the economy. It's no secret that hiring divorce divorce attorneys are expensive. They talk about the expenses of that. Then they get to the point, divorce slows economic growth. There are few things that can slow economic growth quite like a high rate of divorce. According to a study performed by Marriage and Religion Research Institute, marriage is an important contributor to economic growth. Healthy marriages have been proved to promote economic growth while divorce adversely impacts the economy. Does it now? How would we know? Because healthy families thrive. Parents want to provide for their kids. They have less concern about who they're sleeping with and who they have to charm in order to continue to have sex with a bunch of people. It creates a solid, this is my home, this is my community. Church relationships do the same. David French, oh, drag queen scory time, no big deal. That's a threat? Yes. It's part of a very large threat that you can't see because you're busy worrying about tax cuts and foreign policy. This is foreign policy, Dave. China backs this, Dave. China and the World Health Organization back confusing our kids about this stuff, Dave. That's foreign policy, David, and other shiny-shoed Republicans. What about this? The effects of single parents on financial stability. Well, why would we talk about that? Because single parents have far less positive economic outcomes. They're far more likely to fall into poverty. Analysis of the 1987 and 1999 uh, waves of the National Survey of American Families showed that the rate of poverty was um, was growing between, was between 30.9 and 43.1% higher among single parent families than among married. Listen to that. 30.9 to 43.1% higher rates of poverty. Yeah, but Man, I'm an economic conservative. I'm a social liberal. This this drag queen story stuff, that's a distraction. We need to talk about tax cuts. Oh. 
Well, the people who are confusing children about the existence of biological sex, while they are getting kids in the mind of porn, because look, the proliferation of drag is the proliferation of porn, and the proliferation of porn is the proliferation of drag. And for every young man who gets addicted to porn, you're going to end up with a bunch of them who are sex addicts like Hunter Biden and can't maintain a marriage because their wives, shockingly, don't want to continue to walk down the path of more and more bizarre and violent sex acts with them. And I'm sorry to be blunt, but I'm just speaking the truth. Yes, but fiscal conservatism will save us. I'm socially liberal. Adults should be allowed to do what they want in their bedroom. I just want tax cuts. I agree. Adults should be allowed to do what they want in their bedroom, and our policy doesn't need to promote it to children. And it has no place in our schools. And it has no place in areas in which kids congregate. And it is not something to be made official government policy, but that's exactly what's gone on as the shiny shiny shoes like David French watched bemused 35 whole chapters my goodness gracious uh, <laughs> that's that's quite the canard my good man <laughs> someone passed the the cheese and the wine <laughs> quite the canard you present there my fine fellow with your finely creased trousers may i ask who does your dry cleaning your trousers are so well creased i personally use an asian family because i value diversity Their son goes to my son's private school. They've done well for themselves. I'm a fiscal conservative. (laughs) There are real forms of conserving uh, assets, conserving money, particularly in this time period with what is going on. Uh, Yeah, there's ways you can do this. Like spending less is one way to do this. Look, here's the deal. Think about this. If you save a few hundred bucks a month, what does that mean? Well, it depends on what you do with it. If you saved a few hundred bucks a month and invested it across a 23 or 20 or 30 year period, you could talk about millions and millions of dollars, depending on how you invest. Or if you cut your spending, like if I came along to you and said, hey, you know what? Um, We could give you internet access for 10 bucks a month and it's unlimited. You'd jump on that. I would. So it's really time to consider a mortgage refinance. In fact, the the clock is ticking loudly in our ears. It is. The interest rate bump from the Fed, that's a sign. They're trying to save the Biden regime. So they got to do some things they don't want to do. Now, my friends at American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net, they're saving people up to a thousand bucks a month. Now, that's some serious coin. Imagine 12,000 at the end of the year that you didn't otherwise have, or aim it the other way. What if you save that money and put it on your mortgage and paid only the principal? Would you take a 30-year mortgage and make it a 20-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage and you make it 10? Or you invest the money. So at the same time as you're paying less with your mortgage, you're investing it. That's a phenomenal savings and a phenomenal possible gain. And I can arrange this for you guys because you listen to the show. I can arrange it for you with no risk. 
Well, American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net actually never charges upfront fees, so no one risks anything. But I'll also tell you this, for this audience, when you call them, here's what's going to happen. They're going to give you an absolutely free mortgage review. Absolutely free. They're going to look at every aspect of your income and your costs and the mortgage you have now. And if they cannot save you money, I give you my word. They will tell you, man, you've got it locked. You've got a great deal. Good job. We can't do anything for you. If they can save you money, they can do it in as little as 10 days. You can apply online if you like that. Do it that way. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. If you're like me, you prefer the human voice, call them at 866-887-2275. NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. So there's no such thing as being a fiscal conservative. You can think you're one, but you're not. Because if you're a fiscal conservative and a social liberal, you are setting up financial instability. And so when we look at what these kids are being taught and what's being done to their minds um, in, in terms of sexuality and how it affects marriage and how it affects then having a family and sustaining a family and how having these porn addicted, angry little sex bot racists destroys an economy, you're building up a class of people who are either going to need handouts or they're being taught that they are owed them. Well, I'm a fiscal conservative. I don't get involved in the racism thing. That's that's quite the bailiwick. That's a that's a kerfuffle one doesn't need to get into lightly. I I choose not to engage in that kerfuffle. That's a social issue, and I I I, I put my I put my political donations uh, towards an area where we can make a difference. We can't solve the race problem with the blacks. Uh, and 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 the uh, and the Asians. I don't even know where blacks live. I I have no problem with blacks. I in fact I see them often at the bowling alley. Now I'm not accusing David French of being a racist. In fact, he's not. He has a multiracial family. He's the the furthest thing from a racist. I'm making fun of the cartoon image of Republican donors, which is partly true, by the way. If I I've told you the stories about Republican donors saying, "Oh, how do we win the Hispanic vote? What do we do?" How do we convince them, the Mexicans and the Hispanics? And I was in New York giving a speech and someone asked me that question. She was very nice. Hi, Todd. Thanks for your time this morning, this evening. This is a wonderful speech. I'm very concerned about the um, votes with Mexicans. Um, then the Mex- um, pardon me, the Hispanic Mexicans. Uh, the, uh, I don't know what to call, what? Hispanic, Hispanic people. Um, and how do we as a party um, convince the Mex, I mean, the Hispanics that we're with with them because they they don't like abortion. So how do we do that? Uh, how do we do um, r- r- outreach with the Mexicans? Um, have you met your waiters tonight? Most of them are Hispanic. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't talk to the help. Oh, I do uncomfortable, isn't it? I mean, there is some truth to that. Just so we're all clear, there is some truth to that. And not with David French. I'm not far from accusing French of being a racist. He's not. But when kids come out of school, angry, drug addicted, racist little sex bots who don't know man from woman, who don't know dollar bill from hole in the ground, And they're going to go into a society where they're being taught that if you're black, you're owed. 
See, they can't discern truth because their minds have been so messed with. They've been programmed to be little beings who are driven around by their sexual desire, their fleshly desire, their id egos, and and they're, they're under the control of pharma. And then society comes to them and says, you're owed reparations and we're the ones who will get it for you. And Hillary Clinton, that lovely old woman who has nothing but goodness in her, in her heart for black people, she's going to get it for you. Or Dementia Joe is going to get it for you. Well, I'm a rock-ribbed uh, fiscal conservative and uh, I'll argue against uh, reparations using pure logic. I'll simply say that, well, slavery was a, a vestige of our past and a, and a unique stain against the flag of the United States of America. I stand right now uh, to say uh, that the reparations uh, economically um, are, are ill-structured, will create a structural deficits um, in, in, in a manufacturing change and employment change and, and, and cause a, a, a radical restructuring and, in fact, a, a manipulation and a perversion of, of, uh, of the pay scales in the United States, which could cause disruption to the supply chain. Bro, you're white. You stole it from me. I learned it in school when I was learning to be a boy back when I used to be a girl. Now, let's give me my porn up. Shut up, old man. Give me mine. I'm a fiscal conservative. Social liberal. Are you? Up against the wall. (laughs) There is no fiscal conservatism. Choose a side. Choose a side in the culture war. Which side are you on? Are you going to figure that on your own? God's already done it for us. Already done. So we're all right here. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 through 27 on the topic of the wise and foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. The shiny shoes have built their house on fiscal conservatism. Spend less than you take in. Got it. That's how society stands. That's the rock. Spend less than you take in. How? When your kids have been made mentally ill, if not demonically oppressed. When they've been taught that because their skin is darker than others, they've been stolen from, therefore have license to steal. When psychoses that used to put one into therapy and help are coddled and turned into a product to be exploited by big pharma, the sexual left and the media and the party, how? How do you maintain fiscal conservatism? 
That's not the rock. Yes, the Lord Jesus spoke about finances, mostly about being philanthropic with others. Mostly along the lines of, as you treat the least of these, so you treat me. Mostly along the lines of, I tell you, that widow who just put half a mite into the collection jar, I tell you, she has done more today than the rich. Well, she talked about debt. The Old Testament concentrates on it. But the foundation began on in Genesis. When the Lord God created heaven and earth and, and man and woman, he created us, man and woman in his image, man and woman, said it is not good that man is alone. And then he created the family. And then the world's first politician came along and said, surely you won't die. And ever since then, he's whispered, surely it can't be that bad if you like porn. It feels good. It can't be that bad. Surely you won't die. It's just a hundred bucks from the till. They can afford it. Surely you won't die. Or in the words of David French, <laughs> 35 whole chapters of drag queens. My, oh my, that's quite the kerfuffle. Case is settled as I see it. There's no such thing as fiscal conservatives. We so appreciate your support. The best way for the show to go is for you to use the share button on your app. That way people get it. They can instantly listen, try it and subscribe. That's what we need to keep the podcast rolling. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And as always, as always, let's work together. To go beyond believing in the Lord Jesus, for even the demons do and they shudder, let us live as believers.